Have you tapped into the incredible power of giving? We're discovering this countercultural truth with faith and finances today on Bold Steps. As you start giving and praying and encouraging, then suddenly God is filling you and you say, I don't know what happened. I came in here depleted and all I've done is give. And the more I give, the more filled I get. And I'm walking out of here filled with the Spirit, filled with the power of God. Because when you release, you increase. When you give, it comes back. You prime the pump. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 7, we find a fascinating story where the prophet Elijah came upon a poor widow on the verge of starvation. And counter to what you might expect, Elijah didn't offer the woman anything to eat or drink. Instead, he was instructed by God to ask for food and drink from her. And through her faithful obedience and giving heart, God delivered a miracle. But this miracle wasn't a one-time provision. Instead, it was a blueprint for all of us to use on the power of giving. To revisit the first part of this lesson, just go to boldstepsradio.org. But right now, let's join Mark Job with his Bible open to 1 Kings chapter 7, looking at verses 7 through 15 on Bold Steps. Hold on a second. Do you realize that the door to greater opportunity comes when we say yes to the smaller opportunities first? That it always works that way in the kingdom of God. And some of us are stuck because we have never said yes to God in the small things, so we can never go on to do the bigger things because we haven't learned to say yes. And as long as you keep saying, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God, then the doors keep closing and closing and closing and closing for the bigger things. You keep getting stuck doing nothing because you You haven't said yes to the little things. We need to learn to say, yes, God. This woman said yes to a cup of water. She hesitated when it came to bread because she really did not understand what she had. Now, I want you to notice that the response for most of us when God calls us to greater opportunities is to doubt ourselves. Notice what this woman said. Bring me a piece of bread, Elijah said. And she said, as surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any. You know, some of us, when God asks us to do something, the first thing that we say is, I don't have any. Not just bread. There are some of you that God is saying, you know, can you make some time to minister to someone? Lord, I don't have any time. Hey, how about reaching out to someone? I don't have any compassion. Can you share with someone? I don't have any knowledge. Many of us believe that if we give away the little that we have, there won't be enough for us. That's a scarcity mentality. A scarcity mentality says if you give this away, you're not going to have enough for you. A scarcity mentality says you better cling to it because if you release it, there's not enough to go around. And so you cling to what you have. You cling to your time and it seems to get less. You cling to your love and it seems to wither. 
You cling to your relationships and they seem to dry up. You cling to your finances and it seems like the source isn't flowing as, as rapidly as it should. You cling to compassion and show little compassion and then your compassion seems to not come your direction. You see, whatever you have a little of, the more you cling to it, the more you hold on to it, the more you don't release it, the less of it you will have. Are you with me? Th this is an important biblical principle. Listen. This woman was asked to release the little what she had. And I believe that so many of us are so focused on what we don't have that we keep saying no to God because we haven't realized that whatever little we have, that when we don't undervalue or underestimate the little, then it will never increase or grow to more. Never underestimate the little you have when you enter the kingdom of God realm. Because God is an expert at using the little to do significant big things. Some of you are here, and you are much more able to do what God has called you, but you look at what you have, and you devalue it. You say, I don't have any knowledge, so therefore I won't mentor anybody. I don't have any faith, so therefore I'm not going to believe God for things. I don't have any friends, so therefore I'm not going to be friendly. I don't have any time, so therefore I'm not going to reach out or join up for a ministry. I don't have any encouragement in my heart, so therefore I'm not going to try to encourage other people out. I don't have any money, so I'm not going to give to the missions trip because I won't have any for myself. So we spend a lot of time talking and thinking about what we don't have, and the more we spend talking and thinking about what we don't have, the less we have to go around. Now, is someone with me today? Am I preaching to myself here? See, the kingdom of God is the opposite. The kingdom of God says begin to release, and as you release, you increase. The kingdom of God says begin to give it away, and, the way, and as you begin to give it away, it begins to grow. The kingdom of God says all God needs is a mustard seed of faith, and he can increase it and do incredible things for it. The kingdom of God says bring to me the little that you have, and I will use it for extraordinary things. That's the way of God. This woman had, when she looked at her house, all she had was a little flour in a jar, a little oil in a jug, but then she had a little faith. How many of you know that the faith dynamic can change anything around? You may say it's not much, but you mix it with faith and the touch of God and watch out. Incredible things can happen. Whatever you have, you mix faith to it and the touch of God and it exponentially increases the power to impact. That's the way God works. Number three, your greatest challenge will be to break the grip of a fear-filled scarcity mentality. So, it tells us in verse 12, that this woman said, I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as I have said, but first make me a small 
cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and for your son. I want you to notice that the word says that God had commanded her to give to Elijah. In verse 9 it says, I have commanded the widow in that place to supply you with food. So God had already told this woman, I'm going to use you. I believe that God is telling some of you as he called you to himself that he wants to use you. And in your heart you feel like God wants to use me. But when you look at what you have to offer, you look and you say, I don't have anything to offer even though I believe that God wants to use me. And one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to have us despise what God has given us. I'm going to say that again. One of the greatest tactics that God has to paralyze you is to make you think that what you have cannot be used of God. If you can undermine and underestimate and undervalue what God has given to you, it's not that you don't trust in God, it's that you don't believe that God can use you. You believe he can use Pastor Mark, but you don't believe he can use you. You believe he can use Brother so-and-so, but you don't believe he can use you. You believe that God can work, but not through you. You underestimate and undervalue and underesteem who you are and what you have to offer to God. The Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now, if I could get inside of your mind, oh, I don't know if I'd want to be there. <laughs> they tell us we have, that a study was done where they tell us we have over 40,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts. You know, as we're talking here, even in the service, some of you, you you've had all kinds of thoughts. Some of them godly, some of them not so godly. Yeah, even in church. Your mind is racing, all kinds of thoughts. You're having all kinds of conversations inside of your head that affect most what you do or you don't do. A lot of the conversations that we have underestimate and undervalue and undermine what God has given to us. And some of you spend a lot of that internal conversation just belittling what God has made, what God has given, how God has wired you. This woman looked at what she had and she said, I have nothing. I don't have any. I'm just going to make some bread, have our last meal, curl up in the corner, and we're going to die. That was her image of her future because I don't have anything. I have so little to give, I can't even meet my own needs. So how can I think about meeting anybody else's needs? Because I have a scarcity mentality. And when I have a scarcity mentality, I underestimate, undervalue, and degrade what God has given to me. Now come on, some of you spend a lot of time doing that. You come in and you think, well, who am I? You see someone in the congregation in need and you say, well, I should probably talk to them. But who am I? I mean, I've got my own issues and problems. I, I hope someone else talks to them because I, I don't have anything to say. You look at who you are and you don't like your personality. You look at what you have and you don't like what you possess. You look at your house and you despise it. You look at your car and you don't like it. You look at your husband and you barely like him. When you despise who God has made you, when you undermine what God has given you, 
When you belittle your possessions or your setting in life, that is an affront to God Almighty because God made you and God designed you and God built you and God made you and God designed you and God loves you and God is invested in you. So when you despise who you are and what you have, you are despising your creator. And some of you need to say, I may not have a lot, but I'm going to focus on what I have. And you get up in the day and you say, I have breath. Praise God. I'm not in a cemetery yet. I have a brain. Some of you say, Pastor, it's only halfway there. Okay, you have half a brain. (laughs) But you got something there. You have a gift that God has given you. You have relationships in your life. You have a measure of faith. Oh, it may not be the greatest faith, but you got some faith. You got some knowledge. You got the power of the Spirit of God inside of you if you've given your life to Him. Listen, I want you to start saying, I have something to give to God. It may not be a lot, but it's something. And when it lands in the hands of God, that little something becomes a lot of something. When God touches it and breathes into it and blows into it, that little something becomes great in the master's hand. So I'm going to stop belittling who I am and what I have and how God has made me because I'm made in the image of God Almighty, my creator. You better start praising who God has made you. You better start thinking and thanking God for who you are and how he's made you because he's got a purpose and a plan. This is Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll continue this lesson on starting with what you have in just a moment. But before we do, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of our daily teachings on the radio, or you simply want to share one of these messages with a friend, you can always find Mark's teachings available on our website, boldstepsradio.org. And if you'd enjoy listening to these Bible teachings while you're out for a walk or really anywhere on the go, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Audible by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. We've heard from so many of you how much you enjoy listening through your podcast app. And if you haven't already, we encourage you to leave a comment or a five-star review when you're there. And if you want to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. You'll find our new series, What Does the Bible Say About? Grief, Living in Unfair Circumstances, and Finding Gratitude in Your Life. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now, once again, here's Mark Job with today's message called Starting With What You Have. The greatest challenge is breaking that scarcity mentality, and Elijah says to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you've been, as you have said. But first, and here he he, he tests her, but first make me some bread. I'd be like, hold on a second. I just told you how little I had. You want me to make you a piece of bread when I got a little kid in my house and I'm starving and you went to make you a piece of bread? There's not going to be enough left for me. 
You see, that's exactly the point. A scarcity mentality thinks I can't give it away because if I give it away, I won't have anything left for me. Have you ever heard of priming the pump? You see, priming the pump means that I have to put something in the pump to get the pump going. I heard of a guy that came, that was walking really thirsty and came to a, a water pump and there was a cup of water right there with a note that says, pour this in the pump to get it started. Well, he was thirsty. And he had, to made a, he had to make a decision. I'm thirsty. I could drink the water or I could pour the water in the pump to get it started. If I pour it in the pump, I may end up with no water for myself. But if I drink it, I may not end up any water in the pump. Priming the pump means that you pour the water in the pump so that it gets started. But in order to get it started, you have to give it away. Let me tell you something. You say, I have little faith. How about starting to give your faith away? You say, oh, Pastor, how do I give my faith away? You say, well, I barely have enough faith to cling on myself. How about if you start sharing with someone that has less faith than you. And as you give away your faith and start talking about Jesus and what you've known, I believe that you're going to start growing in the faith that you have because you're priming the pump of your faith. Some of you say, Pastor, I have little compassion. How about starting to show some compassion, giving away the little compassion that you have? Because I believe that if you engage in showing compassion, you prime the pump, then your life starts getting filled with more compassion to give. Some of you say, well, I have little, I've been burned and hurt, and I got very little love to offer. But as you start pouring out of your love, then you start getting filled with love. As you say, I have very very little time to give. Well, try giving some time away beyond something that's just yourself and watch how your time expands and increases. Some of you say, I have so little money, I can barely pay my bills. And so you never help anybody out. You never give to missions. You never help the poor. You never tithe. How about starting to give some of it away and see what happens as you prime the pump and the resources start flowing in a greater way. It's a biblical principle prime the pump Elijah told this woman do not be afraid first make me a cake then go and make yourself a cake number four and lastly overflow follows on the heels of obedience it doesn't precede it let me tell you how most of us think most of us think when I have a surplus then I can give away of my surplus. But until I have a surplus, then I can never give it away. I believe the opposite occurs. I believe we start giving it away to create a surplus. Because until we start flowing in this way, until we start acting in obedience, then it never comes. Verse 14, 
For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain to the land. So what began to happen? As this woman took the jar of oil, and she took the flour, and she poured out the oil, she thought it was the last of it. And she poured out the flour, she thought it was the last of it. And she started to make the bread for Elijah. When she looked back into the jar of oil, there was more left. And when she looked back in the jar of flour, there was more left, even though she had poured it out. You see, it didn't start to multiply until she poured it out. As I'm giving, it's like God says, okay, now I'm pouring. And the more I give, the more I pour. And I may have come in here discouraged, but when I leave these doors, man, I am so full of life and God and the Spirit and encouragement. It's like, wow, I came here thinking I had little to give, but as I gave, it was multiplied back into me. And listen, that's not just me. That's everybody. You may walk in these doors saying, I just, I'm going to sit in the back. I'm going to put my head down. I hope no one talks to me because I just don't want to talk to anybody today. And then someone comes up to you and says, Sister so-and-so, I've had a rough week. Can you pray for me? And you're like rolling your eyes like, yeah, you should pray for me. But you do it anyways. And as you start giving and praying and encouraging, then suddenly God is filling you and you say, I don't know what happened. I came in here depleted and all I've done is give. And the more I give, the more filled I get. And I'm walking out of here filled with the Spirit, filled with the power of God. Because when you release, you increase. When you give, it comes back. You prime the pump. And so many of us have not understood this, and that, that's what this woman did. She gave first, not to herself, but she gave to God first, to the man of God first. And then it started the flowing. And the Bible says, so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. Why? Because she primed the pot. That's today's Bold Steps message, starting with what you have. And Mark, this message is a great wrap-up for the series we've been in, all about wisdom. Yeah, Wayne, and we're finishing this series with a practical challenge. Uh, We call it the 10-10-80 challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, for years I've uh, carried in my wallet this challenge. Just to remind me, when I open up my wallet, it's at the top. It says 10-10-80. It reminds me of the challenge of seeking to give 10 save 10 on live on 80. There's the challenge of generosity, the challenge of good budgeting, and the challenge of contentment and living within uh, the means that I have. And so we want to challenge you. You've listened to You Don't Have a Money Problem, The Pie is Bigger Than What You Think, and Starting With What You Have. You can download a little card that fits in your wallet on both sides, cut it out, put it there. So every time you open up that wallet and that credit card just jumps out at you, you can be reminded it's okay to spend, but remember, 101080. Yeah, download the card today. It's free of charge, of course. You can get it at boldstepsradio.org. 
And Mark, another thing, we're at the start of a new month now, which means we have a brand new Bold Step gift available for our listeners. And I think this month's selection is particularly special for us here at Moody. We get the chance to offer Dr. Gary Chapman's groundbreaking book, God Speaks Your Love Language. Yeah, you know, Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman was in the studio with us not too long ago and talking about this book and um, describing the fact that, you know, we all have a way that God speaks to us and we all have a love language. And I love the fact that he mentioned God speaks your love language. Mm -hmm. And so I think many people are going to find this book very interesting. Sometimes you're not hearing God. Maybe you're not listening or you're not connecting to God in a way that is your love language. And I think this could be an inspiring book. Yeah, if you are feeling disconnected from God, Dr. Chapman's book, God Speaks Your Love Language, might be just the bridge you're looking for. So request your copy today and start hearing from God in a way that speaks directly to your heart. We'll send you a copy with your gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. Just call 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or give and request Dr. Chapman's book online at boldstepsradio.org. You can also send that gift in the mail. Just write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And don't forget, you can always catch us on our sister program, Bold Steps Weekend, on your favorite smart device. Just look for us in your podcast app and click subscribe. And of course, be sure to listen to Bold Steps Weekend this Saturday or Sunday on your local station, or again, simply go online to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, thanks for joining us. That's all the time we have right now, but on Monday, we'll hear Mark in a special message about yielding to God from the book of James. So until then, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next week here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.